We're not sure what we're going to do today, guys. Just so you know. I'm confused! All that said, guys, today, welcome back to the Cut, Light, and Smoke podcast. Believe it or not, I have no idea what's going on today, but we got some friends in here that are guests, and we're going to do kind of a cross-podcast type uh, thing here where JB and I interview two buddies here, and then they interview us for their podcast. I am here with Jake Squared from the Yucky Podcast. Jake Brown is looking at me kind of weird right now. He is part ginger, so I will say that I am a little prejudiced, but not fully prejudiced on that one. So uh, tell me a little bit about how you feel about the way you're looking at me, Jake Ginger. I'm mesmerized by your eyes. I bet you are. I bet you are. You're mesmerized by the skill you see behind the mic. And Jake, the model, a.k.a. the model, until you were told you weren't that good looking. But tell me a little bit what you're thinking about on this podcast right now. I'm thinking this is going to be very fun. One, because it's our first ever like cross podcast. Who does this? Who does this? Cross podcast. Nobody does it. We do this. We're the very first ones. So We're the first ones. Should we hit them with our opening? Mm -hmm. No. Welcome back, America, to the Yucky Podcast with Jake Squared and our freaking gentleman to my right and my left, the Cut Light Smoke Podcast. Brad, JB, welcome to the show, gentlemen. Hey, it's good to be here back on your show. I'm very excited to come back to the show I was never invited to in the first place. So we're kind of <laughs> doing a cross podcast. So literally, JB is sitting across from me and these guys are sitting across from each other. We're all working on one soundboard and we're going to be splitting this podcast up between the Yucky Podcast. So, hey, do me a favor. Go over to the Yucky Podcast, type it in Google, and go subscribe there. These guys are dear friends of ours. And believe it or not, guys, you guys have been thinking about the next business that we're going to start. We are actually in business together, aren't we? Yes. Yes. We We got something exciting coming up. Very excited for this to finally be released. Wait till, I'm just going to say, I'm going to say this real quick. Can I I tease them a little bit? You guys mind? A little teaser. A little teaser. Just so you know, when our business drops, we only have 100 items that are super limited that we're dropping first. The first 100 people of these items will have those items signed Mm -hmm. by everybody in the business, okay, which are four guys. Three of them are right here. One of them is a little bit of a mystery ghost. We'll get to him later on. He's behind the scenes. He is behind the scenes. But if you guys, I would pay attention the next few few days. Next few days, our business is going to drop, and it will be huge. So with that said, let me go ahead and tell you a little bit about the Yucky Podcast. Tell me about your podcast a little bit, guys, because I want to hear about your podcast. What do you do in your podcast that sets you apart from everybody else? Go. So the thing that we started out with, the hardest thing – for us was to find a podcast that really resonated with us, right? We found different podcasts that gave us, you know, a little bit of insight into what we're looking for. This chair just totally <laughs> sank on me. Talking, I'm so glad you went to the wait, gym this morning problems. for some yeah, cardio. Right. Jeez Louise. <laughs> um, so we, we had a hard time finding a podcast that really showed us, uh, you know, more of an insight into like business and entrepreneurial mindset. And then somebody who it's like local Arizona um, you know, doesn't really get to get showcased at all. You either see like Hollywood, California, New York, some of the big cities, but you don't ever really see anything that's based out of Arizona. Right. So we were really excited to kind of push something forward and then just to show, you know, value in business, but then also within life and then hopefully finding some uh, balance in between. Okay. Okay. Did I miss anything? Dude, that, no, that was legit. Uh, yeah. So the biggest thing was trying to showcase, you know, some of the smaller guys, you always hear about some of these bigger podcasts that, you know, I'm, I'm a, billionaire because I woke up at 2 a.m. and got to the gym and read six books before seven and did this and that and now I make a billion dollars but you don't hear about the struggles you don't hear about the day-to-day struggles and you know we wanted to go through that as you know we've have startups we had uh, Mm -hmm. businesses we've you know brought from nothing right and uh, you know something exciting again and finding someone in Arizona that we can kind of help grow their business Mm -hmm. whether they're a startup whether they're struggling in business 
we want to help them grow as well. So something around that we want to bring in, you know, people with big networks, people that, uh, you know, just enjoy business and enjoy the struggle and competition. That's awesome, dude. So make sure you subscribe to the lucky podcast. These guys are dear friends of mine. In fact, I'll give you the guy, Jake Brown, the guy who's just talking. Wait, did you say lucky or yucky? Is it pan or pan? I said yucky. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm just making pan, sure. Pan thing. Right, right, I'm, just, right. I'm just making sure. Okay. It, I'm it, sure. it could be lucky. It could be lucky, but it's yucky. You'll be lucky to yucky. listen to yucky. The yuck, oh, you'll be lucky to listen bars. to yucky. Ooh, bars. I like that. that. Nice. I like that. that I like nice. that. So the guy to my left, Jake Brown, the guy who's just talking, he is somebody that I coached in football, right? I was on the team. That's you were great. on the team. Yeah. I, I yes. didn't coach you. No, I, I didn't. I was there. I mean, I wasn't a lineman, so you didn't really coach me. I want to ask you to work out. That's I, about it. Thank you. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. Some appreciation. Jake, Jake, Jake uh, Morrow over to my right is uh, a, a dear friend now that I met through you. Yes. That you brought around. You guys have been friends for a long time. Well over a decade now. Okay. Okay. Yep. Went to the same high school and everything mm-hmm. else like that. And you grew like a whole foot after high school. Is after that correct? High school. Yep. I literally graduated next day, decided to go to sleep, woke up six feet tall. It was crazy. Yep. It is real crazy. So he's six foot, six foot, not six foot one. I'm a no, no, no. It, it did, yeah, it's six yeah, foot. Yeah, I'm a little bit wider than you, but that's about it. So, yeah. I mean, no, it's a, a, a six bit. foot two inches. Okay, okay. It's two different but, measurements. But here, here's kind of the thing because because JB and I run this run the Cut Light and Smoke podcast, mm-hmm. and we want to we want to interview about your podcast and and talk about like your business as well. The, the thing that people don't know about Yucky is that you guys are incredibly innovative and incredibly like you're business savvy guys. The thing that people think a lot of times about blue collar guys is they're not business savvy. The thing is, we like to cut back and actually enjoy life a little bit more than just sit there and make money every single minute of every single day. Mm-hmm. There's times that we cut back. There's times that we sit back and everything like that. And we do rest on our laurels, like especially when you had a good day. It's been a good Friday at the end of the week. You go home and you're like, that's oh, going to be a good day smoking with the boys. Good day with like grilling some, smoking some meat, something like that. Oh, yeah. And then you're going to get some beer, preferably mm-hmm. like strong beer, Guinness, yep. you, oh, know, you know, something like that. Hey, have you had Truly? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and confess right this moment uh, that I told Jake something JB's in confidence. Face. And uh, the, the problem the problem with what you said is that that was said in confidence. So uh, if I do tell me about I, your experience with Truly, if I do answer that on a question, scale of one to ten, if I do answer that question, where does it rank? If I do answer that question, it ends our friendship. Uh, but oh. if I don't answer that question, uh, it keeps me uh, it keeps my man card a little bit intact with listeners. Do real men drink Truly? <clears throat> I'm just going to say this right now. I had Truly the other night at Halloween, and it was absolutely delicious. Okay? It, it is delicious. the most delicious thing I ever had in my life. <laughs> I no would pick it over you. any it's beer. Delicious. I'd pick it over any beer any day. So if you guys wanted to like <laughs> take my man card back for that nope. one, go I'll right ahead. I'll fight you with it. So Let's do this. Shout out to <laughs> Truly for Bradley. Let's go. Bradley needs a case of Truly's over here. Send, I have Send it JM's way, too. Let's do this. I'll I have join some. you. Be right. I have some. I have some. So. Uh, it's the Zima of today. It's the okay. Zima of today. You know, so back in the day, the uh, I have no idea what that yeah, is, JB. It's a, a long time. Do you know ago. what that is? It's like eighties, isn't it? I actually know what that is. You know yeah. what? Well, you're kind of like an old. Soul. And they also re-released it here a few years ago. It didn't do well at all, man. Well, no, no. of course it didn't do well. It wasn't good. It's because you can get. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you can get. The, the only person you bought a Zima for was a chick that had a fake ID and wasn't supposed to be in the bar in the first place. But here's the point. Here's the point. Zima is simply just vodka and Sprite. That's all it is. Same Basically. Thing. Same thing. Same I thing. don't know. It's probably worse than that. <clears throat> it really is. It really is. So so let me ask about your podcast. So for, let, me, let me introduce you guys to what What do you guys do for a living? You guys own about eight different businesses, right? Two different businesses. Eight, two different seven businesses. Locations? Seven locations? Seven, seven, yeah, seven different locations. Seven locations. Tell businesses. me a little bit about, tell me a little about being young entrepreneurs and the businesses you own and tell me what you do. JB? Oh, you want me to go yep, first? Yep, hit it first. All right, so uh, about two years ago, we got into some automotive businesses after we ran logistics for a while, realized we 
can't drive logistic vehicles because we crash them all. Right. They right. were in the shop week after week. So we decided to jump into an automotive body shop and uh, started running our vehicles through there. Loved the concept. Loved cars as ourselves. Uh, we ended up getting out of logistics and started growing our automotive body business. Uh, we expanded at three locations here in town. Uh, wanted to get full circle, all uh, one-stop shop. So we ended up buying a couple mechanic shops as well here in town. Uh, two in Tucson, two in here in Phoenix that we just started up with in the past year. Okay. So growing extremely fast, but uh, it's been something super exciting. It's been a challenge from start to finish, but uh, definitely grew us as men, as business owners as you know as stressful as it can get it's been exciting so as <clears throat> as stressful as it can get jake jake morrow uh what have been the the main stressors that you've experienced and how'd you overcome them in being an entrepreneur so truthfully i don't know if we have overcome them yet right in the span of two years like we're, we still struggle every single day um whether it's something small whether it's something big whether it's making payroll whether it's you know getting cars through our shop whatever the case may be some of the biggest things that you know or have helped me kind of go through is honestly like you have saved me and i, I said this before with you guys like you you've helped me like more than you'll ever know because I, I don't really share it a lot but it's the uh, you know something that jake talks about on our podcast is having a small circle and like the friends and yeah. family that support yeah. you and build you up that's been the truly the only thing that gets me up every single morning to mm. you know pushes us in the in the right mm. direction there's still obstacles that we still are struggling with but mm. you know we'll figure it out one day and we'll just keep pushing forward so these two guys uh, here are meaningful to me in the sense that they're part of my inner circle. So the, both these guys here are part of uh, the group that I tell you guys all the time that I sit down with guys on Friday night and we smoke cigars and do life together and everything else like that. It's very, very, very important for us. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a great time to center even before the weekend, which is kind of fun, which I, I, I think it's something that more guys need to do is, you know, you had a, you had a week and whatever the week is, if it was a good week, bad week, what have you. Uh, you come back and you kind of center around with your guys and you kind of smoke some cigars, kind of relax, and then go on with your weekend, you know, which is really good. Both these guys are both part of my inner circle, and, you know, I'm privileged to be called part of theirs, you know, in that regard. Um, so let me ask you this. What is one of the biggest things that is a challenge for young entrepreneurs outside of money? We all understand that money, like a lot, it takes money to, to, to get money typically. So with young entrepreneurs, what is something that you see – what, what is one area you see them fail in very quickly, you know, if you would, because they weren't prepared for it? Um, perseverance, right? They, uh, we actually just talked about this. It's, you know, they hit their first failure or their first loss and it instantly stops them dead in their tracks. And then they go back to their safety net, the nine to five corporate job, the, right, you know, right, the, the right. safety and security of a, a normal paycheck that comes in every single week or biweekly or twice, mm -hmm. you know, twice a month, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's that first failure, that first loss that people have a hard time persevering through and pushing and pushing and, you know, so focused on that end goal of like, you know, here's my business, here's my money, here's my trophy wife, whatever the case may be that they're shooting for. And they forget that the path that they're on is the hardest part. And once they get towards the end of that, that's when things start to become easy. So they, they don't focus on what's right in front. They focus too far down the road and they lose sight how to get there. Mm. In my opinion. Uh, okay. What do you, Jake Brown, what do you think is, what do you think is one of the, like if there's, if there's small successes and then like really big successes, what are some of the, the small successes or the small wins as a young entrepreneur you think guys need to celebrate early on you got to celebrate every success in this business it's not just one here and there you know if it's a, if it's a small win if you make payroll for the week or if you got a full staff come showing up you've got customers showing up you got a review coming in that's five star 
you got to success or uh, celebrate every single mm. success. Um, you got to congratulate your guys constantly. Mm. Uh, and to piggyback off of Jake, you know, obviously uh, finding that path, but you got to finding the respect from others, especially as young entrepreneurs. Mm. Uh, the hardest thing for us, or one of the hardest things for us, was uh, getting someone that is older, that's been in the industry for longer than we've been alive to respect us because we're 30 years old. Right. We have right, seven right. different businesses, you know, mm-hmm. having to tell somebody, Hey, you're not the right person for the job or, Hey, maybe this isn't going to work out or, Hey, you need to do it this way. They're like, what the hell do you know? You're 30 years old. You don't sure. have the experience that I have. I've been in this business longer than you've been alive. So trying to one demand that respect, but then on the other hand, earn that respect from every one of your mm. team members in the back. Mm. So I guess, I guess one of my questions then back to you, Jake, Jake, uh, Tomorrow, um, what's something in your industry that infuriates you and that you can't change right now? The lack of commitment out of people. Okay, it, it really is, is very, very frustrating. You, you get somebody that comes in; they're there for two weeks. They automatically ask for a raise just for showing up. Whether that not be you know on time, whether that not be every single day. Maybe they called out once. Maybe they showed up five minutes late. That really you, happens. You, oh my god! What, Jake's fired people off of it. I've fired people off. Two of it. Two weeks. Yep. The earliest one, there was a guy that was there for three days who told me that um, you know if I don't pay him three more dollars and whatever he's making, he's out. And I said, "There's the door." You'd be surprised at like the entitlement that comes out of it, but there's just no commitment. We don't need them to run the business. We don't need them to build us a rocket ship. We don't need them to, you know, be the greatest thing since sliced bread. We just need them to show up on time, do their job and go home and leave everything else outside of it. It's not huge standards that we're shooting for, but the, the, just the people that we have coming in and out of our shops are it just, it's a very, very difficult time. We're lucky to have some really good managers in place on both sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, it's been a very big struggle to really find somebody that just wants to show up, do their job, get paid, and go home. Jake Brown, why do you think that that's happening today? I've heard this more, more and more from young business owners. Uh, why do you think there there are people coming in and then after two weeks asking for a raise? What is that? What do you what do you where do you think that comes from? They've been raised with participation trophies their entire freaking life. Let's go, bro. So it doesn't matter what sport they're in, what they do. It doesn't matter what place they get in. They get a trophy. They get a pat on the back. Nobody is allowed to fail anymore, and that's what's wrong with this generation. That's what's wrong with this culture today is nobody's allowed to fail. And people don't understand. Failing is what grows you as as a human, as a man, as a woman. You have to fail in life. That's why it's there. Failing grows every single person when you're not allowed to fail. You want everything as a handout the rest of your life. I don't think you can succeed unless you fail. You have I, to fail. Well, for example, how can you gauge something that's success without failure? Would you agree? Absolutely. So, like, like you can, I mean, how can, how can you know if you're succeeding if you haven't failed before? Jake and I, mean, I talked about it the other day of a podcast that should be launching next week. Next week mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. about about this exactly participation trophies, um, handouts, and. Uh, you know, it, it's something that really bothered us because, you know, when we go and I don't listen to our podcast personally, I mm-hmm. can't listen to my own voice. I just right. can't do it. Right. right. Uh, I send it out to people. They mm-hmm. comment back and I don't say, hey, what was good about this? I ask them, what did we fail at? What mm. did we lose at? Because if someone just tells me what I'm good at day in and day out, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay the same. Right. If you tell right. me, hey, you suck at this or you're unable to do this or you lose or failed at this, I can grow as a person. I can fix those. And I can keep growing in my I'm on the path I want to be on. That's a great. That's a great. I, that's a great I would point. say part of being a really good business owner, though, 
is also knowing when to filter some of that out, right? Because when you're a business owner, there's going to be times where you got to make a decision. And sometimes you just have to, you have to stand by that decision and you have to make it, even if it's not the one that like might fit. Right. So, um, I, I think that's another hard part that's, you know, for entrepreneurs is finding out how you can kind of find that sweet spot in between the two. Mm-hmm. Because you're, yeah. you're, you're going to have, you're going to have failure and success. I mean, like if you're not, if you're not trying at something, even, even giving anything a shot, you're going to have the potential for success and the potential for failure. Mm-hmm. So if you fail at something, that failure should teach you a little bit about, okay, so I did this this way. That didn't work. So now I have to do it a different way. What are the other ways that other people have done it? And how can I research that to find out how I can, you know, replicate that in my business, you know, in particular? I think that um, when it comes to young entrepreneurs, it, it's it's weird because you guys are young. You're 30, 32, 31? 30. 30? 31 and but we got like a month. We are 30. Yeah. yeah thir- <laughs> well, you're 30, you're 30 now, but that's not how old you were when you started. Yeah. you uh, Yeah, you were yeah, young. Correct. Yep. We were 28. 28. When 28 we when you started. So- as a result, like when you when you finally, I mean, you're, you're got you've got to the place where you have successful running businesses, but a lot of failure that that got in there. What's one of your greatest failures that you learned from? Just one that you feel like you're comfortably sharing. So we we actually had another business. It was in uh, storage containers. Um, so we bought, sell, uh, manufactured, and uh, rented storage containers. We actually closed the business down what six months ago now. Um, one of the biggest thing, I, I mean, it was really hard for me because I, I kind of led the charge on that one, right? Mm-hmm. I put in a lot of time, a lot of effort, really tried to build the business. And um, through COVID, it, it obviously spiked all the costs for storage containers because most of them come from overseas, right? America doesn't actually manufacture any. We just house them from um, outside countries. So it, it jacked up the prices almost 350% in the peak. Um, and we used to be able to purchase a container and sell that same container in two weeks. And we were carrying net 30 days with businesses or with companies, right? So we were, and there was zero money out of our pocket. Ended up being we had to purchase a container, pay for the container. Three months later, we'd then sell the container, right? So the capital that was coming out of our pocket was just, you know, it it was burying us essentially. Mm -hmm. The thing that I, it took me a a while to really understand this because for me, failing was, it's a very, very hard concept to, Mm -hmm. to, to like be okay with. Um, The thing that I learned is that failing can still be successful. Mm -hmm. I took a success out of this failure, learning that I I don't need to be so, you know, disgruntled. I don't need to be so upset. I need to take every situation and and pull something positive out of a negative. Mm -hmm. And from that business, I I think that kind of gave me a new mindset into what we're doing now and really pushing, you know, the narrative of, okay, look, we're struggling right now, but don't give up, continue to push, push, push. And at the end of the road, we will be happier down there. So our failure, I, again, it didn't, it didn't happen overnight. It took me quite a while and I sulked on it for months. And then mm-hmm. I finally realized that there was a success within that failure. I myself personally had to find it to then mm. build off of it. Mm. And once you get into this, you, you have to succeed. You know, once you got money tied up in it, you've got, you know, personal stuff tied up in it, whether it's houses, vehicles, whatever it may be, you have to succeed. So two of our three body shops were failing businesses when we got in. Uh, they were either abandoned, walked away from whatever we got in, you know, decent price and uh, we were able to turn them. But, you know, taking a step back and looking at the overall picture and saying, one, I can't fail here. I have to succeed. But putting that team together, that one, you got to accept somebody else knows a lot more than you in that certain business. So mm-hmm. hiring that team to run your business, making sure they know what they're doing 
letting them run with it and then letting them build. And then you just kind of supply them with what they need, support, whatever it is. Uh, that was one of my biggest things. And, uh, you know, I think we've, we've gained a lot of traction on it, but knowing that you can't fail, you have to succeed and, you know, stress all, all energy is always. It's, it's a tad interesting talking to two business partners about how they failed and how they succeed because we're getting ready to launch a new business here coming, coming this week sometime. Mm -hmm. So I wonder what the challenges are going to be for us. You know, what, what are the challenges that we're going to see? In my personal opinion, I think it's going to be just 10, 10 times bigger than we think it's going to be. But so. I'm up for a challenge. I'm up for a challenge we as well. Are. So, I mean, that, that's that's the uh, that's the big thing. So, mm -hmm. well, that that's encouraging. Guys, do me a favor. Go over to Yucky Podcast right now and uh, make sure you subscribe to The Yucky Podcast. You can find it on Google. You can find it on Podbean. You can find it on Spotify, uh, Apple, anywhere. The Yucky, Yucky Podcast. So you can hear more from these guys. These are guys, dear friends of mine. More than that, great young entrepreneurs, um, both in their 30s, both young like you guys are probably listening. And if you want some really good business advice, these are guys that you want to listen to and follow on their podcast. So now I'm going to turn the podcast affectionately over to you guys where you can actually ask us whatever you want to ask us. So there you go. Now the mic is yours. Beautiful. Thank you for the shout out. We really appreciate that. Uh, you know, something that we kind of haven't really told you is that, you know, with this podcast and what you've done and the excitement that you kind of brought out of it is what really kind of pushed us to do ours, right? So you were the overall inspiration. So it's kind of nice to come for, uh, full circle and ask you some business questions because you've done a lot of great stuff with Zeal Cigars, sure. a lot of great stuff. And not just with this, obviously within your past and different stuff. So mm -hmm. with us, we try to give a little bit of insight into your mind. But the beauty of what we're going to do is the guy that's sitting directly across from you. Okay. He's not an owner in the business. Yes. But he puts in so much more effort than a lot of other employees that we've ever seen, either in our businesses, other businesses. And he takes ownership in what he does in a business that is not his. It's, yeah, that's, that's a weird thing, man. It's, you know, getting into the head and heart of Justin on this, um, yeah, he's like a little brother. So, I mean, like, that's a, that, to say he's not an owner, which he isn't, technically speaking. Technically. But, you know, to say that he doesn't have skin in the game is less than mm -hmm. true, you know. So I, I think I think there's times, you know, that we do stuff here in the business that we both recognize that, like, um, this this is this is our thing to run, you know, not just my thing, and I depend on him a lot, mm -hmm. you know, most definitely. So, uh, yeah, that that's 100% true. Yeah, so, 100 uh, yeah. Go ahead. I'll shed some light on that, right? Like, so I left a really big job to – to come do this and um something a lot of people may not know and some people may know um is i actually had the opportunity to buy a cigar shop when i was 18 years old um straight out of high school in ohio you know in ohio in medina actually in, um in medina sorry uh, my lips were a little dry there so it just kind of sounded like i was uh you know just blah, blah, blah. words are hard sometimes but um yeah so i was i was <laughs> so i was living in medina after my um after my high school after i graduated high school and um I was just doing like I was working at a factory and like it was just making like good money or I was also working on the bridge for um, my stepfather owned a bridge painting company and they did a prevailing wage. So like I would work on the bridge and I'd make like 50 bucks an hour working on the bridge. So I was making stupid money. Dang, yeah. So I was like 18 years old in a cigar shop, just blowing money, playing cards every day on the back patio with my buddies, like just kicking it. Right. So I had an opportunity to buy the cigar shop. The lady that owned it was a Cleveland police officer and her husband was a detective. And that cigar shop was what paid for their daughter to go to med school. 
Dang. So once their daughter completed med school, they were like, we're just going to sell it and get all the money back from basically sending her to med school. So um, when I had the opportunity to buy the cigar shop uh, at 18 years old, you don't have credit. You can't you can't get a business loan. They're not just that's another struggle of a small entrepreneur, right? The money like you can't get a business loan. So um, my mom had to co-sign. And my mom was like, nah, bro, you going to school. <laughs> and, and, you know, ultimately she was probably right. Like, um, you know, I ran track. I got, you know, the life experience I got from going to school is 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 you could never put money on it. Right. Um, so when I left my 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 comfy job, my quicksand of a job. Right. Like it's it's nice and comfy. You don't have to get out of it if you don't want to. And I come here. Uh, my grandfather owned a family business for 50 years. So I understand that. When I come to work for another family business, that their success is my success. And I care enough about this industry and I care enough about cigars and eventually ended up caring enough about Brad and his family and this business even more um, to the point where I, I realized that the success of this business is my success, right? Like I'm here. This is my full time job. Mm-hmm. If this business doesn't succeed, I don't have a job anymore, right? So, um, now, now, granted, I do care about this business way more than having a job, right? Like, I, I obviously recognize that, like, I got into this business because I wanted to sell cigars. Now I'm here because <laughs> there's way more to do than sell cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, selling cigars is just something that we get to continue to do. It's the fun aspect now. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. It's the way we make money, but that's not why we're here. And, yeah. and, and to tell you the, the difference between an employee and Justin, for example, we had a we had an impromptu uh podcast last night with a bunch of guys that I forgot that I booked actually <laughs> um that uh because when my knee went I'm long story short I got knee surgery and everything like that but uh, when all that pain's going on and everything that you forget everything that you did so I literally forgot that I booked it and I had three guys sitting in here going hey we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do the podcast tonight and I'm like oh yeah and JB had to cover out there and stay past the time that he would leave to do that those are things that happen all the time just in business where you're like hey it's gonna be a late night I need you to be here I need you to get be dialed in for this kind of stuff and he does you know there's things that we have to do there's times i have to stay here late and get things done there's times that we have to edit videos the video editing and the podcast editing just by itself is tremendously <laughs> taxing believe it or not it just i wish there's a w- easier way to do it and if i had a computer that was probably a ten thousand dollar computer i could probably do a lot faster but the, the fact of the matter is it just takes time to do that kind of stuff so i can't be out front and do that. So JB out there running the front and everything else like that is, is paramount. So there's times we got to sacrifice for the business and we both do pretty well. Nice. That's awesome. And I guess, so uh, JB, one more question for you. And I, I don't want to get like too crazy into it, but like I said, we do kind of focus on like business, his mindset, and then your mindset that kind of sure. comes into it. Um, I, I know that, you know, you guys do a lot with YouTube, you know, you guys do a lot of reviews, a lot, a lot of cool stuff. Now with the podcast, you guys have you know, such a huge following. You do a lot of cool things in the business aspect. When you came and worked for Bradley, and it's going to be kind of hard for you to narrow it down. What's one of the biggest things that you took away from his business mentality? If there is one that you could say you could pull from. Mm. That's a good, that's a good question. Um, that, that's one of the things. So like when I came here, I never had to have a, a business mindset, right? Mm-hmm. I was always the worker bee. I was never a part of the, um, the happenings, right? I was just the guy that they were like, they, you know, everybody had the meetings, the managers all met and they come out and they say, Hey, you know, we need you to go out and make sure that your home, you know, your all your homies and all your fellow employees can can do this. Can can you make that happen? Hey, we need uh, we need all your fellow geniuses to know how to repair this new computer by tomorrow. Can can you make that happen? Right. Like, um, but I never had like I never had to think about business. Right. I never had to think about like um, 
money incoming, money outgoing, shipments incoming, stock counts, uh, inventory, um, warehouse supplies, payroll. Like, and I still don't even do a lot of that stuff, right? Like, yeah. I, I don't have a hand in a lot of that stuff, even still here. You, you still do enough of it, though, but you know about it, yeah. But that's one of the things that I was telling him earlier when I started working here was like, dude, I really had to start thinking about a business differently because I've never had to think about a business that way. Mm. Um, and I was like, I've never really had a business mindset. I grew up on a farm. You don't have a business mindset on a farm. You just live, right? And your business mindset is, oh, sh- I need to make some money. I should probably sell some hay or maybe they want that cow over there, right? Like, you know, so it's it's interesting. I had to really learn a business mindset. But what I've learned from Bradley specifically about this business is that like, if you... If you can, if you, if you can relate to people and you can, you can make people happy, everything else comes along, right? Like we relate to people, we make them happy, right? When somebody walks into our cigar shop, if they've walked into other cigar shops and they've felt any type of way, they won't feel that way when they walk into our cigar shop. Those, those guys that he's talking about that I had to cover for last night, Mm -hmm. that was an AA meeting that came in and sat in our cigar shop. Yeah, dude. There were six dudes that came in that were all a part of a... Uh, a group uh, and they all came in and, and patronized our cigar shop right like so when i see that the business thing in me that kicks in is like i don't look at that and this is what i've learned from brad right i don't look at that as like okay cool that's six dudes sitting in my lounge making me money i look at that as like dude that's six dudes that i get to go sit down and talk to and make an impact with around cigars mm-hmm. i think that's probably what i've learned the most is like if you impact people enough your 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 business can impact people as well. See that that's huge. That's almost like that saying, you know, if you build it, they will come, right? You yeah. you give them that experience, and then all that stuff that focuses on business just comes naturally. Yeah. to you. that's so. That's and huge. I want to turn it back on Bradley a little bit, just because as the business owner, you obviously have money tied up in it. You have, like I said earlier, houses, cars, everything tied up in it. Justin handles a lot of the day-to-day activity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We we all see it. Everyone that walks in, he talks to every customer as well. Mm-hmm. He knows every single cigar. He knows what's in, what's out. Mm-hmm. When did you kind of figure out that point to kind of give him more responsibility, mm. you know, let him lead the reins and, you know, take over with, and have enough trust in him that he's not going to not necessarily screw you over, but ruin or hurt the business in any type of way? Was there a certain time that you remember was it, you know, his mindset or his work ethic or he kind of got brought in as part of the family? You know, how, what was your what's your thought on that? Well, it, it was six months before I was ever on a video, by the way, just yeah. so just so I make that <laughs> yes. clear before he talks. So that yeah. was that was at least six months before. And I never pushed it and he never pushed it. Yep. It was just one day he was finally like, all right, bro, let's do a video. It's because you have a radio. And it was <laughs> it was about six months. It's probably the mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grow up back, dude. Come on. Get it out there. The flavor I, I, saver. I think the uh, the reality is, um, you know, I, I think every friendship takes three things, and I say this all the time, time, trust, and truth. And so it just takes time with somebody. That's the first thing. Like, you can't you can't rush any kind of friendship or any kind of relationship you have. So you need to have time with somebody. I think I think because Justin was a probably a, a, a customer four or five months, if not six months, if not longer prior to you ever working here, you know, and you it was at in, least four or five for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like we, you come in here and sit down for a little bit and we chat up once in a while. Um, and that's one of the things that does afford, you know, our, our business to do that. I mean, in the business of cigars, you do have the chance to, particularly if you're intentional about relationships, which I tend to be, um, you, you want to, 
you want to know who somebody is and you want to know what makes them tick and things like that. Uh, I think what ends up happening is um, after that time is there, you know, and then JB asking, you know, saying my hours being cut back at, you know, Apple, I'd love the opportunity to work here maybe part-time if you'd be interested. And, and at that time I had been testing his palate with different cigars. And so like he, he obviously had a good palate and I was like, I, I definitely could use that. And so he ended up coming in and working here. And then maybe after about three months, he made some decisions, you know, um, that were pretty critical in his own life um, that were really wise and very uh, forethinking. So when somebody says, when somebody does that in their own life, they, they, they say, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about doing this because of this and so on and so forth. And I had no idea how hard, what, what kind of struggle his life was just yet. Like, for example, people don't know that, you know, when JB and I met, uh, his wife was uh, taking care of her mother in Ohio for about 10 months. So he was a bachelor for about 10 months as a married man. Uh, that's just, that's terrible for anybody. You know, it just really is, especially as, as a married man. And so giving him his time here and then talking to him about some things that, that went on there, I think I think one that endeared me to him just by nature of the fact that like, I'm, 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 I might come off as a, you know, a hard ass guy sometimes. I'm a big softy. I just know that. We know. Um, we know. Okay, yeah. Uh, and, and as a result of that, like, seeing how much he cared about his wife, how much he cared about his family, um, there was a there was a big endearing thing for me, and I was like, man, that's that's really really cool. I respect that. Simultaneously, what I do in my life, probably the best that I do. If there's one skill that I have, it's taking young men and making them better. I try to at least. Not that I'm not that I'm better at it than anybody else, or really good as I want to be, but. I know that that if I can get around a young guy and help him believe in himself and grow to the next level, that's one of the things I want to do. And so, um, when he asked if he, if we could work here, I was I mean that was just a no brainer for me. I was like, absolutely, I love him here. So we hired him, and then after about six months, um, you know, he would he would continue to talk to me a lot about the things that he's smoking, and I'm like, he's he's got it down. He's got a palate. There's no doubt about that. You know, so because when you smoke cigars, um, there's lots of people who get a similar note of something, and then there's few people that can take out multiple notes out of cigars, and he's one of the few people that can. Uh, I think I'm one of the few people that can. Um, so I was super excited about that, and I said, why don't you join me on a video? And I just I recently watched our first, like, four or five videos the other day, and he was just such a chode and such trying to figure it out and everything else. <laughs> he just else called like you that. a chode? Yeah, yeah. It was, okay. it was, just it, it's, hysterical, <laughs> it's hysterical to watch him then to what he, what is, he now. is now. Oh, yeah. I mean, just super comfortable, super on it. Like there's, there's times that like, I, I think one of our video, I can't remember the video we just did. Or we dropped it a couple days ago where I was like, you did the intro. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, blah, 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 blah. You, know, you, you couldn't quite get the words out. I'm like, see, it's not as hard as you think it is. is it? <laughs> you know, uh, or it's not as easy, as, easy. As, it, as you think it is. So, I mean, as a result of that, like, and, and there's lots of banter that goes back and forth between us. So, and I, I know, I mean, I think when you work with somebody, the, the important thing is that they know who they are and they respect who you are. Like, I know who I am. Like, somebody comes to me and says, you don't know cigars. I'm like, you're an idiot, dude. I just know cigars, bro. You know, or you don't know how to, you know, encourage young men to take the next step in their life. I just do. That's what I do. You know, so I know that JB knows what he knows and he is who he is. Um, and I'm very grateful that he's that he, that he works for us. And I, you know, to to have an injury like I have just recently and so on and so forth and not be able to hobble around and be dependent on somebody like that is a huge thing. So he's super dependent 
you know, on him and be able to go like, okay, I need you to get this. I need you to do that. Never, ever. I mean, never once have I heard like, uh, anything bad out of JB, anything ungrateful out of JB, anything like uh, obstinate or anything like that. There's been a, there's been, there's been like one or two times where he didn't understand. I said, and we got into kind of chirping battle on that. And one day, one week you had a real bad week and I came in and I'm like, why don't you stop being a dick? You know? And you were like, and you were like, well, I'm sorry, dude. I'm just going through a hard time. I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about that. Stop being a douchebag, bro. You know, and and it was really it was really healthy, I think, because like I remember him saying to me, and I'm saying to him, like, dude, I love you, buddy. I'm 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 for you. I just felt disrespected in this way. And likewise, I had to apologize for think, some things on my side on that. So I think it's it's a weird dynamic the way that we run our business mm-hmm. because it really does run and operate like a family business. It's not like just business, like if I if I wanted to make more money and if I wanted to do it, I would fire everybody and do everything myself. I just would. And I'd hire part-time people to do other things that I wanted to do. And I could do that and make a ton more money. I swear I could. But I don't want to do that. No. I want to be with people. And I want to see guys grow because I know what the future can be for these people. And I know, like, God's put me on this earth to bless guys, and I want to do that. And I want them to go forward in a way that is just absolutely stunning. And I'm so, I'll tell you what satisfies me the most, Jake squared. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, what, what satisfies me, what satisfies, what satisfies me the most Did is you when just I have see, a stroke? I probably, probably boards are hard. It's a thing. <laughs> what satisfies me most in life is when I see somebody that I had a chance to influence in a good way, really grow and really come in their own. And I'm like, God, that's so good. It's such a good feeling. When I go to bed at night and I'm praying, it's just me and me and God, and I'm thinking through what what happened that day. I ask I ask this question all the time. Like, God was my life poured out for the right reasons in the right way, you know, for the right purpose. And every single time I hear yes, I don't hear no. I very very rarely do I hear no. And I I know when I hear no because I've been selfish. But other times than that, I mean, I, I feel like that that's what's going right with this, with you guys, and with with everybody else. So. You, that's, that's you, you said something really interesting that we talked about on the last podcast that we did. And it was, um, we were talking about mentors, right? And like, I've never really had like a solid mentor in my life. I've also never looked for one really. Okay. So I've, I've got some trust issues. Mm-hmm. So outside of my family, my dad, my grandfather, my uncles, those kind of people, like those yeah. have been my mentors my whole life. Right. A couple coaches here and there, but, um, v- very small amounts and very small amount of time. And what what I said about the mentors is, is I think when you pick a mentor, you pick somebody that has features that you see in yourself, things that you want to become, right? So when he says things like he builds men up, like that's what I'm on this planet for. I know that's why I'm here. Mm. I don't know how I'm going to do that yet. Maybe it's mm. through the podcast. Mm. If I ever get to coach basketball, I'm going to change worlds, bro. Yeah, Not will. lives. I'm going to change worlds. Yeah. And I know that. Mm. So... When you look at like somebody that you choose as a mentor, you pick that person because of qualities that they have that you see in yourself. And I see a lot of those life-changing qualities in myself. And I've mm. been a part of those things in myself, right? So the other thing about that is, is like, there's another side of this where like, I was very lost in my spiritual journey. And the fact of like, I've, th- think of it this way, right? You guys, you guys run autom- automotive body shops, right? Think if somebody came in and they're like, okay, I need you to learn how to do a body on this car. And then they just drop off or this company. Let's say they need you to learn how to do bodies on Fords, right? And somebody comes in and they just drop a book off on every single Ford model. And they're like, okay, 
learn how to do all that right now. That was my that was my experience with religion. I had 10 different types of religion dumped on my plate and was told to figure it out, right? Essentially, make a decision, figure this out. So my spiritual journey kind of went away. And then I walk into this door and then now all of a sudden, like, I'm led on this other spiritual journey again, right? Like something I never expected. So there's a whole nother dynamic to this that people will never understand as far as like, God put me in this building for a reason. That That's damn sure, dude. It's huge, man. Yeah, that's damn sure. That's good. Yeah. I know that for a Simple. fact. Yeah, yep. I know that for a fact. Bro. Simple. That's, that's a huge thing, man. I know that people get uncomfortable talking about this kind of stuff. I don't really care. Um, but the but the reality is when I see when I see things like that happen, and you're a testimony to that, JB. Um, when I see guys like there, uh, Tanner, this yeah. morning, you know. So I, I I'll give you. A, I mean, Tanner, if you're listening to this, buddy, I hope it's okay sharing this. Uh, you know, a, a buddy of mine said there. I, I have this I have this guy that I can't help, but he needs somebody like you. He needs you. He needs to meet with you. If he can meet with you, things could be better for him. Now, here's the story behind him. And I was like, okay, bring him on in. That's fine. And so on and so forth. Uh, two weeks later, I finally get this phone call randomly from this guy, right? And his name's Tanner. And he comes in. And and uh, we have this conversation. The conversation goes very, very well. It's the typical conversation. I actually told him the story about how when I walked into PV High School for the first time, told yeah, yeah, yeah. told, told Donnie Annis, I'm going to you know, I'm gonna be the coach here. Or I'm going to go to Horizon or, P- or uh, Pinnacle or somewhere else. I'm I would I would rather coach with me than against me. Trust me, you know. And then that first day is when I met you, and I went out there with all the PV high school students, and I was like, "Let's run, let's go, dude, let's get it." You're gonna hate me before you love me. Uh, hey, that, that, <laughs> but like as a result, like I remember that aspect, and and seeing seeing him the second day he came in today, you know, after a week of just some things I told him to do. I said, "I want you to read this book. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about." what it means to be a lion and, and how your life can be really absolutely transformed by not only the love of God, but the influence of good men. And uh, he was like, he was like, okay. And he walked in here, dude, just beaming, just sat down. I mean, it's 11 o'clock on the dime, came in here beaming. He's like, I walked out of here completely different than I walked in last week. And this week has been a week in the books for me. And I'm, I'm so like, that kind of stuff to me, I, I live for that kind of stuff. I sell cigars to do that kind of stuff. I sell cigars to have Friday nights with my buddies out there where we could do life on life and we can encourage each other. Like that's the kind of stuff that I'm into. Like that's the kind of stuff that makes me go when I'm not doing that kind of stuff. I feel like I'm failing. Like I I can sell billions of dollars worth of cigars. If no lives are changed as a result of that, I feel like a complete failure. Ask my wife when I go home, she's like, how's everything going? Business is good great everything's wonderful she's like how are you feeling like nothing i didn't talk to anyone this week nothing changed nobody's life was impacted by anything i did that that's it you know and so business can be good but here's how i judge great success for myself business can be good but if life is transformed by other people that i come in contact with you know by nature of like blessing them in a way or encouraging in some kind of way particularly those are young guys i count that as the biggest freaking win I can get the biggest freaking win I can get. And I walk out and I'm like, remember we were talking, we're doing, we're doing the stuff in our next business and we were out there and we were talking about what if the business takes off. What would you get first? Remember that? Mm-hmm. And we pulled in to the shop here and I don't know if you remember this, but a guy was pulling out 
Okay. And I got out and I talked to him real quick and he's like, Hey, sorry. And we were coming back from, from shooting pictures of the product. And oh, the, yeah, yeah, remember that? Morning. Yep. And I asked him and he was talking about how much he loved, you know, coming to Zeal Cigars and how much he loved this cigar that we had for him. I think it was the, uh, the sanitarium Connecticut. He loved it so much and everything else like that. And I said, that that's really cool, man. And he's like, I just really appreciate your shop. I appreciate who you are. And I just love it, man. And uh, I was like, yeah, dude, thank you so much. And I came back to you guys like, that's what I live for. That's what I want more than anything. It's not the affirmation. I don't want, I don't care about affirmation. I care about transformed lives. And so as a result of that, that's the bigger, broader thing. I know it takes money to do that. That's why I do business. So, but like at the end of the day, I want to see people's lives transformed by entering into either my circle or other people's circle or something like that, that I can have some kind of influence on. God damn, that's no, huge. I don't even want to ask any more yeah, questions because I feel like we're, we're just like it's a downward slope now. Like we just we, we, we peaked up here at, at just what actually happens within you, this I mean, cigar yeah, shop. No, like, no, I mean, that's, that's huge. Real, real quick, real quick. Let's See, say, you, you, let's just say well, real quick. Let's say the fig leaf off and just be fucking honest about it. Is that really honestly who I am? That's 100 percent. Yeah, and I was going to the whole time you're talking. It's because, you know, I've, I've told you one on one before. Like, hey, yeah. I, I look at you not only as a coach, not mm-hmm. only as a really, really close friend, but as a mentor, yeah. you know, yeah. there's been multiple times I've come to the shop and just say, you know, you think I'm coming here for business or something. And I'm like, dude, no, not today. It's just been one of those weeks and no joke. You'll drop everything around mm-hmm. you. And we're like, hey, shut the door to the lounge. We're hanging out. Yeah. And uh, we don't it's never. So what happened? Tell me about what happened. It's what's up, dude? Like, well, it's how's, huge though. How's, life, how, so, how's the family? Yeah. And it's been multiple times where, you know, I know I could go to you and say, hey, I'm having a relationship problem. Hey, I'm having a business problem. Hey, I'm having this problem. And mm. it's uh, you're either ears or motivation. So, mm. and, and you know the difference between the two. A lot of people don't understand the difference between ears and motivation. Mm. You either sit there to listen or you sit there to talk someone through it. Mm. And you know the difference. And, you know, we've obviously been close mm. since high school days. Yeah. Um, my stepdad passed away shortly after high school. You were one of my first phone calls Yeah. and said, Hey, I trust you. I need you. Uh, yeah. can you do the, can you do the funeral and everything? And I think it was probably a few years that we talked last. Mm-hmm. I think you had just moved back from Ohio. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, we hadn't talked for a few years and, you know, I called you and without question, yeah, I'll be there. Let yeah, me know the 100%. time. Um, so yeah, 100%, that's the guy you are and have always been. Always will um, be too. And, and no doubt about and it. And again, as JB mentioned, building yourself up, uh, with mentors, you know, you don't have to have just one mentor. You can, right. I, I consider everyone in our Friday guys group. Those yeah. guys are all my mentors. They're great people. You know, they're, they're, they're really all, are. they're all friends. And Jake and I've talked about it before. Mm. What makes those guys so great is I know I can call them at midnight mm-hmm. and say, Hey, I've got a problem. Mm-hmm. And before I hang up the phone, they'll all be at my front door and saying, mm-hmm. what's going That's on? Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I might um, be the exception to that because I'm asleep at nine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have your number. But, if we, but I'll be if up at four, but I'll be up at 4 a.m., early dog. Morning, early morning is go time. I'll be there JB for you at 3 a.m., dog. Yeah, yeah your second shift. <laughs> I, I, and, and to speak to that, I think there's something that J, JB needs needs to hear and also like needs to understand. I think we all understand this. Like, There's a guy that can come in and out of our group anytime he wants, and it's JB in the sense of like, uh, he knows, uh, and we had this conversation early on when he recognized this is my group of friends, this is my inner circle and everything else like that, and he's welcome to come in there anytime. But we had this conversation, and JB's like, dude, I want to give you your space, man. I understand where, I know, I understand what it means to have friends. I'm like, but you're welcome anytime, and he knows that. He rides with us. He we rides, ride motorcycles yeah. oh, and everything yeah. like that. So, like, as as a result of that, like, there's a, there's a, there's a special relationship I have with JB 
in the sense of like, I mean, I can I can call. J- I mean, JB is one of those guys I can call anytime as well, and he'd be there in a heartbeat. He would mm-hmm. come over and be like, absolutely, and so on and so forth. Um, you should see the dude throw hands. I'm just telling you, dude. I got a video of him boxing, dude. It's ridiculous. So in a fight, I probably call JB. I'd be like, man, quit, my light work. You know, quit telling people, man. Yeah, I'm right. Telling you, dude. It's throwing it I'm out trying there. To, I'm trying to be the silent assassin. <laughs> watch, you can't watch somebody walk in the shop and be like, hey, here's gloves. Let's go. You can't be Let's telling go. people that stuff. Call out like Jake Paul earlier this afternoon. That's what he did. Yeah, Jake Paul. Dude, I would. I would punch that dude in his nuts so hard. Straight up, like Johnny Cage style, right, dude. Right. I've never done the but, splits before, but I'll do it to punch that dude I, in the nuts. The, the reason, I, the reason I say that is, is some, I will not sign a no knockout clause. <laughs> some, some people, some people think that, like, you know, that your your inner circle is 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 always closed and never open, and that's not true because there's guys that need to come into that inner circle, and there's other other guys that need to circle out of it, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that they're not friends anymore. It's just that they're not within your, your scope of like proximity everyone in our, in our inner circle is all i mean we're all within probably about five ten miles of the shop yep. you know if you would and that's why we intend to meet in here because it's just centralized so you know? so with that being said uh we've talked about it but what builds your circle what what type of guys do you look at to surround yourself mm. with in order to grow you as a man <laughs> so you talk about growing other guys but in reality what you still have to you? grow yeah um i think i think because i've been burned before uh loyalty is a big thing for me Loyalty is a big thing for me. I think when I think loyalty is the one thing that when I'm burned on that, I get really hard about. Like there's people that have been burned on, I've burned uh, that 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 have stabbed me in the back that I just, I, for whatever reason, I have the ability to just cut completely off and be like, I'm done. I don't care what happens to you, and go on and go about your way. You know yep. that kind of thing. And that's not healthy. And I recognize that, and I'm I'm working on that in particular because I think every human being is valuable. Um, but I think. Uh, the guys that are in what makes my inner circle is uh, I see a guy that takes responsibility for his life for sure. For one, that's the first thing. It's like he takes responsibility for his life. He's not blaming any his, his, his mistakes or his successes on somebody else. He recognizes that yeah, I did this and I'm I'm, I'm responsible for this. That's the first thing. Um, I see a respect for women out of the guys that are there. I think that's a big thing. Um, often I'm called a chauvinist because I have a very traditional view of male and female and everything else like that. I don't believe in gender fluidity or anything like that. Um, and I think the guys I s- surround myself with have, have a very similar view of that. Um, I think that, uh, they're guys that, uh, I can, I can come and just be incredibly transparent about like, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what I'm dealing with and so on and so forth. When I'm, when I'm, they're guys that, that, uh, th- this is, this is how I view it. Nobody there is depressed by my weaknesses and they're not overly impressed by my strengths. Does it make sense? Oh yeah. Like I think that's a big thing. Like they understand. Like, hey, this is this is my friend Bradley. You know, this he does this really well, and he's got some weaknesses here. And I I don't think that my weaknesses depress them to the point where they don't trust me. I don't think my successes impress them in a way where they're like, oh, he's just so far above me. You know that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. So I think that's in, that's important. So that's how I choose. And then like there's guys I want to like I want to be around. Like I I I like genuinely like you guys. I like you guys. I like everybody sitting around the podcast table. I like them. You know, so like I want to be around them. Like it's not somebody like if I didn't want to be around you, you'd never get the invite there. Yep. You know, and so guys that have ever come in before and they're like in the lounge when we're in there and it's they're not they don't fit there. It's just awkward. It's all get out. <laughs> we know it. We know it. I'm like, yeah. okay, so in the conversation's different and everything else like that. But I mean, um, in all honesty, that's like I like to be around those people. I enjoy being around those people and every single one of them have a skill that helps 
play into other people's skills. Like everyone has a skill that are my weaknesses. Josh is a technical guy. Well, I'm not a technical guy. Guess who's part of our new business? You know, those type of things. So as a result of certain things like that, I, I enjoy hearing that kind of stuff. I think one of my favorite nights that we ever had together, I don't know if you guys were all there for this. I don't know if you remember it, but we were all talking about money. And Money Guy Dale's part of our group. You know, so Dale's got, he does our finances and stuff like that for a lot of people. And so he's a financial guy. Um, uh, life, is it movement? Life, move, life movement. moves. Life oh, moves. Yeah, life, life moves wealth. Life moves wealth. Life moves wealth. Dale, go look at life move lifemoveswealth.com for uh, Money Guy Dale. But um, we were all talking about money and stuff that we've made mistakes and made successes at and so on and so forth. And one of our buddies, st- you know, spoke up and he's like, I just feel stupid talking about this guy because I made so many mistakes. And I was like, I mean, it was like when he said that, it was super honest, super transparent. And I was like, dude. And not I, somebody you would have expected to say no, that. No, not at all. Yeah. And when I when I heard this, I was like, I mean, and everyone was like, oh, dude, we've made tons of mistakes. And then all of us went into all the debts we've had before and everything else like that. And he's just in the front end of that. And I was like, oh, dude. And that's exactly what I wanted to happen at that moment just because I, I knew it's a moment of vulnerability. Anything, guys, don't like to be as vulnerable. We don't. No, we no. hold everything in and pretend like we're just, yep. you know, we, we know what we are and we walk around big dick energy all the time. You know, it's just it's, a lot of it's just insecurity. And so when I saw that, I was like, dude, and every guy said the same thing. Dude, don't you, I, that, let me tell you how my biggest failure. Let me tell you about this. I was so impressed. I went home to my wife that night. I'm like, I got some of the best guys I've ever been around. I've been around some really, really great men before. But like this group of guys is some of the best men I've been around in my whole life. And I I just feed off the energy. I love it. I absolutely just we go camp together and do different stuff together. And we're all in well, it's like we're all in business together too. We all do different things like that. And we all have everyone has nicknames, you know, like <laughs> wilderness guy Chris, you know, so the model, the ginger, you know, I don't even know who I am. Beautiful bro. Um, it's it's yeah, like so. a whole group that has the same mindset that I have. Yeah, dude. Everybody else's success is their own success. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And they celebrate that. Yeah. Like, I see guys, sell, like, that's great, dude. That's really Like, great, you guys dude. come in and you sit down and you're like, dude, we just turned a business around and now it's profitable. And you, like, light a cigar, get out a glass of bourbon. Like, that's the sh- that's the stuff we sit down and we talk about. Yes. Like, that's why we're here, right? Like, yes. Yeah. Those um, those successes for sure. And, and I think all, that's why the majority of us all got into cigars is not for the flavor, not for the taste. It's for mm. the community and the friendship around that Mm -hmm. yeah i wanted to pass that to jb as well because obviously jb knows he's 100 a part of that 100 a part of that group Mm -hmm. and uh invited literally every single friday so you need to actually show up (laughs) but (laughs) what make an appearance yeah make an appearance for once but what kind of people do you surround yourself with is it still the same values and what kind of drives you what who do you surround yourself with that's a good question um i think I think if you asked me that question two years ago, it would have been a different answer, right? Um, I don't surround myself with a lot of people in general. I'm very tight-knit. Most of my circle are people that are 20-plus years in my life, mm-hmm. Le- legitimately 20-plus years in my life. Um, the only exceptions to that are, like, the the few friends that I've made out here since moving to Arizona, um, Grant, um, my, my buddy Sam, and, you know, th- there's more along the lines of that, right? Um, but I think... I think that's one of the hardest parts you get to in your life, right? Is that you get, you hit a point in your life where you start looking at the relationships you're holding on to and the new relationships you're making. And you look at why you're holding on to the old relationships and you look at what you're looking at when you look at new relationships. So for me, the last couple of years, I've really been going through um, kind of that Facebook filter, right? Like who am I kicking off the page? Who am I keeping, right? Like 
who are the people that have a similar mindset that I have and who are the people that, um, that don't and who are the people that are unwilling to, um, potentially be open to those conversations and who are the people that aren't looking to be open to those conversations. I actually had an instance, um, I have a group text that we had about five, five of our buddies in and two of them were in my wedding. Um, and two of them, I was in their wedding. So pretty, all these guys have been in my life for 20 years and uh, except for one. And, um, there was a very heated conversation around, um, I had shared a, a song and it was by, you know, somebody specific and there was some comments made in the, in the message thread. And that really made me think about like, man, some people just really don't want to grow who they are as people. And they're okay with working the same job, living in the same town, getting the same case of beer every weekend, playing the same video game and sitting in front of the TV every single day. Mm. And the last two years I've realized that I'm not okay with that. Mm -hmm. I'm not okay with, um, being somebody that just sits around and, and falls apart, right? Like I, I was, I was that guy for two years, you know, I sat around and I, I, I couldn't help my wife around the house. I couldn't get myself out of bed some days, right? Like, so if there's other people around you that aren't motivating you, the first question is why, right? And then the second question is, is, is there something you can do to help motivate them? And if that question is no, and you can't motivate each other, then you really have to consider about how much time you're spending around that person. Because if they're not motivating you, more than likely they're keeping you in the same place that they're pulling you down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's good. I think, I, I mean, so, uh, these long story short, I love these guys, right? Long here. story like, short, bro, I'm still learning. I'm yeah. still filtering that out. I'm still trying to figure out, like, who are the people that need to be in my life? And again, I bring it back to, like, I, I 100%. <laughs> It's, it's crazy to hear this coming from my mouth, but it, it, I 100% believe that God put me in this building so that I could become a better person and surround my pe myself with better people. Simple. Simple. That's the easiest answer. It's 100% true, too. It's the easiest it. answer. I see it. I see it, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's something that it's just I know. I, so I'm, I'm going to get weird with it. So, like, I... I know that God puts people in my life, you know, to encourage, to bless, and to influence in the way that I can in a way that's, that's positive for them, not in a way that's, you know, confrontational or anything else like that. Um, and I, I think that the, uh, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, I'm an unashamed Christian and, you know, I was a pastor for 20 years. Um, but m the most impact that I think I've had in culture has been in the last five years, a hundred percent in the last five years, and probably in the last two, primarily with the amount of feedback I get from like even the podcast, the videos, the Instagrams, TikTok, everything oh, the, like that. The feedback on the the people that have commented on like even just the one trucker we've talked about multiple times, where we had the episode where your sister was talking about domestic violence, and he stopped listening to the podcast. Because he said, I need to make sure that I go home and listen to this with my family because right. I want my daughters to hear what it's like on the other end. Yeah. And I want my sons to know what it's like to treat a female that way and what it does to them. So, so Jake Brown, we've had multiple conversations about church and everything like that. And so, like, like I get, like, church is broken. I get that. I understand that, especially as a former pastor. I understand that. And so, like, when I came out of the pulpit, I still wanted to make an impact on people. 
you know, and, and the people in the church always matter more than the pulpit. I mean, Jesus did. was never in a pulpit, yeah. bro. Yeah, I know. I know. He, he, was, he was in and among He was never in a pulpit. Yeah. Most people around Jesus were pimps, posers, and prostitutes, just so you understand. So Jesus was well, a gangster. He was a gangster. <laughs> so, gee. But but here's here's my here's my point. Like I n- now in this platform and what we're doing with you know the videos and everything else like that, uh, this tends to be like the after show from the videos. People see the videos and then find the podcast. They're like, Oh, this is what you guys are really like, you know, and I think that the the ability to bless people and to impact people and to encourage people is so much greater in this sphere of influence now than it ever was behind a pulpit because not many people will go into a church anymore because of all the corruption and everything else like that. The institution of the church is not trusted by American culture today, and we understand that. And I understand that better than anybody else being a former pastor, you know, and then talking to my friends and my buddies, and they're saying, like, yeah, dude, I'd, I never I – think, I think what – Something I, I get choked up when I talk about this. I'm, I'm just gonna. So, so something you said to me, Jake Morrow, that I will never forget, and it's it's. I don't think it could ever happen ten years ago when I was a pastor. You said, uh, "Yeah, I go to your church if you were the pastor," and I was like. I was like, we we kind of are, bro. You don't even know. Like, it's, it's we kind of yeah. we're kind of doing it now, you know. So, yeah. I mean, as a, as a result, like, there was there was that that was so encouraging to me because I remember being being a being a pastor and and having success there and then having failure and things like that. But I remember thinking to myself, like, honestly, what kind of impact am I having? Am I having an impact at all? Am I is is there people's lives that are transformed by by, by the things that we're saying and that we're doing the Bible verses and everything else like that? And, and it's probably because I wasn't living out that with them. And here, I feel like I am living out, and I can hear things back from people. And so, like, this is like a, a you know, pulpit 2.0 for me. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing in the entire world. I love, like, I'll I'll come in and we'll do a bunch of work and get everything else done and everything like that. And there's times I'm just like, I should do a podcast. And I think I need to get something off my chest. I need to do something like this. And and we'll run we'll run something like that. I'm sure you guys do the same thing. And mm-hmm. like, there are times that you just want to get something off your chest. And like. That's what people have so much stuff coming at them every day. And there's a lot of negativity out there. and We all know it. So to have somebody who's positive and blessing people with what they say and what they want to do and encouraging people, it's a dime a dozen roughly, you know, so to find, to be the diamond in the rough there for people, I think is what we want to become as podcasters in particular. Oh, that's huge. It's all about that connection you can make with somebody. Right. Yeah, right. and we and we definitely have a a venting session segment on our podcast. You're gonna love yeah, the name. Are you ready uh, for it? D O T T with J M and J B. D O T T. Think about it. D O T T. Yep, you're already there. You're already there. Think of D O T. There is a there is a there is a podcast that these two wanted to start, and they asked my professional opinion on it, and I said no. And guess what we did anyways. And they did it anyway. So we did it anyways because it's absolute. Genius, but we have dicks on the table <laughs> where we let it all hang out. We sit there and we vent. We don't give a shit what we're talking about. And that was mine, by well, the it's way. It's more of we like, ding, like a little, oh, okay. little, little drop. Not for you, for me. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you, you just baby's arm holding an apple, okay. right? Yeah. So where we just let it all out. It's uncensored. Yeah. It's, yeah. you yeah. know, explicit content. And, yeah. you know, there's some stuff that we just get pissed off about and we just have to vent. There's you been know what a, really grinds my gears. You know what <laughs> grinds my gears. So there's been multiple times where I'll call Jake and I'll just be like, dude, just shut up and listen. And, you know, I'll just go off on a tangent about whatever the hell it is. And then, you know, five minutes later, he's like, all right, you good now? And I'm like, 
yeah, I'm good. I'll call you later. <laughs> and, and so this is and that's exactly what yeah. we wanted to do is, you know, everyone comes into these issues mm-hmm. and a lot of people just can't get it out of their system. They sit there, yeah. they bottle it up. Yeah. They can't get on to the next subject. And, you know, the thing is with running a business is if you sit there and sulk on one issue, you're not going to get anything else done the rest of the day. Right. So, you know, we call each other, we vent, we get it out of our system, and then we can continue on with our day. Well, now we have dicks on the table, and we sit there and we vent about the bullshit going on in our lives and business. I did not okay that. To serve everybody understands, I did not okay that. Go ahead. Oh, you're going to be on the next one. Don't you fucking worry about that. You're on. You're on. Don't oh, yeah. you worry. You're, you're going to call fun. us and be like, I had the shittiest day. Get over here, boys, now. D-O-T-T with J-M-J-B and Bradley. Oh, oh. goodness gracious. This goodness gracious. So, uh, the explicit I, content <laughs> podcast right now. You know? Yep. Yo, that's the only way to oh, do is it. is that not allowed on the spot? Oh, was I supposed right. to hit this? Oh, oh, that. oh sorry. No, no, no. That's we the missed, yucky side missed, of the so, yeah, that's the we missed five side. times already. We missed five times already. <laughs> yeah. so. Shit, we'll get it next time. Oh, God. Right, well. So I actually have just a couple of questions, and then we actually wanted to try to do something with you guys to kind of end the podcast. is almost like a Ooh. rapid fire, right? Oh, and, not, and not so sing? much with just like a, like a personal side, but like Tonight when we ask the questions, <laughs> when we ask the questions, think of it as more of like a business side. But there's one question that like, Personally, I wanted to ask you, and I oh. think it's even better for like, especially for these platforms. So, okay, okay. Uh, it's kind of a, a, a two-part question. Okay, what is one of the best-selling cigars that you came up with that you thought was going to be mediocre? Coco Chemist. Yeah, yeah. Coco Chemist is probably our best. You thought that was going to be mediocre? I thought it wasn't. When we sell. smoked that, we did not think it was mediocre. Yeah, I didn't, but we, we thought I it didn't would, think it would sell out that much. Like five five thousand in five, five hours. Yeah, it was just it was crazy. Right. And, 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 and it went huge, right? Yeah, it was the biggest one we ever had. Yeah. Now the opposite of that. What's something that you're like? I'm going to blow out of the water with this cigar, and then it came back and it had literally barely anything. I think recently, I thought I thought the Alec Bradley uh, broadleaf, which I really liked. I thought that was going to blow out. It didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of it sold slower, if you would. So, like, that's something I, when, whenever we do a video and we really like a cigar, we're like, mm-hmm. we really like this cigar. We think it's going to be incredible. And it doesn't. I'm like, that sucks, man. Didn't, didn't sell out and everything like that. So, yeah. and that's what yeah. surprised me when we asked that the other day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you were talking about burn notice. I'm like, dude, you're running oh, out. Well, no, we're cigar. almost out, aren't yeah, we? It's, you need it's, to off, get... it's off the website. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. we're almost yeah. out I, of burn notice. I had a guy call me today and was like, hey, can you go ahead and grab me about five of those? They're off the website. Oh, yeah, but you, so good. And you were talking about the other day of, you know, it just didn't sell like we wanted it to. I can't, I, you know, I think I think when it comes to cigar sales, I have, I think the Coco Chemist ruined me because I think when I have something special, it's just going to go like the like the Coco Chemist. Yeah. But that was during COVID. That was during a during the time when everybody was locked down. Yeah, really big uptime in the yeah. industry. And mm-hmm. everybody was making money hand over the fist in the, in the tobacco industry, firearms also, and alcohol. It's also right? before YouTube yeah. uh, decided to to throw the coat hanger out there and uh, and, and abort our channel. <laughs> yeah, I remember that Jesus. too. Yeah, so, so, so it the, was, yeah, I put it like that. The, I put it like that. Felt, I, I put it like that. Right Back now. to the yucky side. Okay. I put yeah, it yeah. like that. That's how it felt, dude. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so the, the this is the most raw just, we've ever been. By this the is way, amazing. I love yeah. this. Just no lube. Just yeah, went right. for it. That's how we do it that's on a, the yucky that's side. Yeah. that's what I call California is a bol state. Continue. Oh, okay. Bring your own lube state. Oh god, <laughs> you just gotta spit on it. Go ahead. So part the part two to that uh, that I question. Pray. I, which, gotta pray. I gotta pray. I gotta pray. <laughs> pray after. <laughs> Amen. But part two to that question is because you put a lot of time and effort into the design of the logos, like the mentality behind it, like what yeah. you're trying to push for it. Yeah. When you have something that you think is gonna do so good that doesn't, how does that 
impact you on continuing to still brand new house brands or uh, new house six? I, I your confidence level on top yeah. of that. So I, I think I think so. When we're talking we're talking about two different things. So like when the Alec Bradley came in and it didn't sell the way that I thought it would sell. Um, that's that's one thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, cigars are fickle, man, and I I, I recognize like. Because we're in an economy that's going down, and cigars are a luxury. When all things that are necessity are way overpriced now, just because of these of, of all the um, inflation, uh, interest inflation, yeah, the interest rate and inflation. Like I, uh, I recognize it's just going to be slower for us, but not, not as like so. We we got in so many cigars of burn notice, and I thought, man, if it goes really well, but it's a ten dollar cigar that doesn't have a band on it and then is infused. So it puts it down in two different categories. So I thought like it's maybe, very unique. Yeah, maybe it'll sell out in a month and it did actually. Yeah, it technically did. did sell out in a month, which is a very good mover and indicator of a very good cigar. Yep. So like but my idea is always like if it sells like I think like for example our spice cream is one of our best seller cigars we ever had. Like continually I love that one. That was one of my first ones when I came in yeah, and I was it, like, "Damn, it, this is it." It's always selling. It's always yeah. selling and it's always out of stock. So we go through the stock and we get more stock. We go through the stock and we and we can't even get enough stock to keep people excited about it cuz people come back and they're 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 frustrated that it's not there again and I'm like, "That gun, let's get this." I mean, that's almost could, a good thing though, right? It, it is a good thing yeah. and, it, and it feels like I, I think one of the frustrations for me is Zeal Cigars, to me, if I was a consumer, feels like the place that you go to get super limited, rare cigars that are really good and priced adequately as far as their house brands are concerned. And and I'm always watching them to see what I like in the stock, if you would. And I feel like we have a lot of our customer base there, and I get a lot of customers that call me, and they're like, hey, let me know when this is going to be back in stock. And I'm like, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, because I'm taking this time, and I'm getting this. It just doesn't – and I'm not – I'm just telling you guys, I'm not a great – organizer and a businessman like that because as a result like i i have an idea for something else but i have to also make sure this is all in stock so i'm like well i, I need to get burn notice in so i have to break that stock in half to get burn notice in if you would so like i i take i'll take a spice cream and i'll just i'll get so many bundles versus like so many more of this and so i would have got you know double that and that would have kept more in stock but like i want to introduce them to this so like and part of it's just capital. I mean, if I had billions of dollars, I could just go ahead and buy whatever cigars I want. You yeah. know, and then the other part of it is storage for us. Like, if this whole warehouse was humidified and everything like that, that would never be a problem. Wait, so hold yeah. on. So you just said that wasn't a business mindset. To where that is exactly what a business mindset well, is. Because if yeah. it wasn't, you would say, shit, this cigar didn't sell because maybe the, the logo I, wasn't right. I could right? shed maybe some light on that. Maybe the branding wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. I could shed some light on that, like on the outside looking in, right? Mm-hmm. So... The good thing about what we do is, is if a brand doesn't work and a cigar doesn't work, we have 10 more lined up. We, we do. 10 man. more cigars we and do. we have 10 more lined up. And we never go too deep on a cigar right. to the point where if it doesn't get received well, then we don't have to go back into it. Luckily for us, because there's two of us, there's very few cigars that have been brought in here that both of us didn't initially 100% go 10 out of 10. This should be here. This is... and. and and on top of that, we'll even bring them in sometimes and give them away for a week or two mm-hmm. and to other people to smoke. Well, well, we don't actually give them away because that's illegal, but, you know, we will pre-sell the cigars, um, you know, before they're actually labeled and, and banded or whatever and put on the website and, and actually ask for opinions on that. So if they say it's not good, then we do what we can with what we have, and we 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 re you know we readjust and we go to the next one. Yeah. So hey. that's the benefit I think that we have is is he's always got something the next thing created right, and the the benefit for me is is like I can always find the next cigar to go with that, and he can always find the next cigar to go with that. Yeah. So 
Like the Dark Prince, yeah, 2023. Yeah. That one coming out, like that's going to be like we the, the original Dark Prince was a one and done. And so the next Dark Prince, I got a call from the manufacturer that originally had the Dark Prince. Yeah. He says, I have it back in stock. It's the same blend. Yeah. I'm like, I don't believe you. I just I don't because yeah. he's lied to me before. So yeah, as a result, not lied to me before, but like I don't I, I have I've not gotten consistency sometimes from from them. So I'm not saying he's a bad guy at all, but I'm saying like I just I don't trust that. But we have about three other guys that we can go to to recreate what we want in the Dark Prince cigar. So like that, I'll take that. I'll take a concept of that, and I'll I, like the, the preview video of that. I'll do the preview video of it, and I'll say, I want to throw a teaser out there and look at this, Justin. If Justin goes, no, nah, don't do it. I won't do it. But if Justin goes, that's that's tight. Well, go ahead and do it. You know, kind and- of thing. I, th- I think the last thing too is is we have a really good understanding that cigars are subjective, right? Like not Super everything subjective. that we love, everybody else is gonna love. Right. And Everybody's you have different to different You have yeah. to swallow your pride on that, right? Because there's cigars that I've I've wanted to bring in, and there are cigars that I have brought in that are just like I was blown away by. And then other people smoke them, and they're like, "Yeah, it was all right." And like, I'm kind of butthurt about yeah, it. I'm like, you didn't, <laughs> "What do you mean that was all right? That's like the best freaking Change cigar ever, right right bro! Yeah. Get out of my yeah. shop." But like, That's but true. no, you got to swallow that pride, and you have yeah. to understand that like, not everybody likes. So the next question you ask him is, "What didn't you like about that?" And let me see if I can find you something that you do like. Nice. Oh yeah, awesome. the Corojo. Mm. That Corojo we're gonna come out with mm. Anaconda. That oh dude, <laughs> snakes on a plane. God damn. All right, it. I wanna I wanna I wanna pivot real quick. Um, <laughs> rapid questions or you got one? No, I got. Well, okay. I got. Yeah, I got it's one. The for never us. ending podcast. Um, so well, technically it's two podcasts in one, so we can double our. We can do Sorry, two JB. J- Jake Brown hit him with the good All stuff. Right, podcast okay. over. Brown nope. says too long. I'm joking. It's okay. one fifteen. We can go two hours. You yeah, you we're in bedtime. Not for another couple hours. Yeah. All right. So hit it. Running a family business, yes. um, one of my biggest rules that I have is I refuse to hire any family or friends because I have to fire family or friends, and then it makes an awkward Thanksgiving, makes an awkward Christmas. How? What's? Give me some pros and cons of running a family business for you. Uh, that's hard. Um, it's hard. It's hard working with family. It just is hard working with family because there's times that. Um, so my parents and I own this together, and. And my, there's times that I, I remember one time that I knew that it was going to be difficult. I never really thought it was going to be difficult, but when I, when I knew it was going to be difficult was we were having a, a meeting in, in the lounge, just family only, and we were all talking through things. And my sister made a suggestion for something, and I, I dismissed it like whatever, you know, because she's my little sister. And then my dad said, no, listen to me, boy. And I was like, excuse me, start over. We don't talk that way, that way to business partners. And he's like, oh, excuse me. And my mom looks at him and goes, yeah, yeah, honey, you don't say that. And he goes, oh, well, excuse me. I guess I'm, I'm in the wrong, sir. Let me explain to you what I, th-. and I, I said, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to continue down the path I'm going in. I'm not worried about what you said, you know, those type things. So that, that makes it kind of weird. But I, I mean, I think our family is, my family's loud. They're boisterous. They always talk about their opinions anyway. So it doesn't really matter. And it's not really a, uh, a mystery to how we feel about each other. Like we love each other and we hate each other about st- other stuff. Like, like every family, there's stuff that we love by each other and stuff that just drives up the wall, you know? So like. There's things that I'm sure my sister, Carrie, who works here, um, she probably hates about me and I, I hate about her. But we find a way to get through it because we're, you know, we're family and we have to work together. You know, that, that's part of what, what goes on. So, like, I know that that exists and so on and so forth. But, but most of the time, it's just, I mean, in our family, it's mostly me here, if you would. So my, my mom and dad aren't here half the year. And then when they are here during the Christmas and or during uh, November through, like, May, 
they're up here maybe once or twice a week, if that. And, and it, I like seeing. I I love my parents. I they're they're my heroes literally. So like I like being around my family. I enjoy that. So it's never. I mean, once in a while it becomes a weird thing where you know my mom is a clean freak, and I am obviously not looking for a warehouse. <laughs> you know, so she'll say something like, "You should probably clean that up." I'm like, "Nope, not doing that." That's not what I'm hired for, you know? So, I mean, like, and she'll give me crap about it and so on and so forth. And I'll yell like I was when I was, you know, a teenager, like, I don't want to do it, you know, whatever. So rapid question time. Yeah, Sounds like it. Sounds right. like we're getting into rapid question time. You, you, How do you, you want to do take this? the first half and then you look at me, you give me the, you give me the look oh and then I'll, I'll take over. You, I think so. Wink of the eye. For, for what I was seeing. So it, it's not necessarily, Whispering we're just going to shoot the questions, but we want rapid answers, right? So think of it more as like a business aspect, not so much like personal life. Okay. Uh, JB, when you ask the question and you want to direct it, just look at whoever you want to direct. So we have two JBs answer. in the room. We have Justin Sorry. Barnett and then we J- have Jake Brown. So when you say JB, you're talking about the, Jake Brown. JB. Jake Brown. Jake Brown's going to look at you. JB right here in front of me. My JB just, is that one. My you JB have your is JB. the flannel king. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Every, everyone is a king. JB in yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> at least two. So if you look at them, that's who the question is going to be directed to. That was okay. my thought when we wanted to do this. So you just run through as many as you want. Look at me, and I'll do the rest. Are okay. you telling me what to do? No, I'm so sorry. I am sir. not. I am not for or against this content. Just so everyone understands that. And this is a disclaimer that I have no idea what these questions are about. Go. Bang bang. JB. Oh, oh wait, he's dying. Hold on. Bring her back. You good? I'm always good. Need that tiny lick maneuver? <laughs> That's one of the questions. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> the tiny lick. All right. Uh, JB, best advice ever given. Best advice ever given. Don't think about it. Shoot it off the hip. Come on. It's too long. Man. That's I don't know, question. dude. That's that. That's a deep question, bro. Yeah, these the, are kind of deep. The best advice I was ever given was to... Be able to pick and choose the battles in which you get angry about, right? Like, mm. it's so easy to just get f- so pissed so quickly. But, like, you spend a lot of energy to be mad about something. True. So one of the biggest pieces of advice I ever got was really look and pick and choose which things you really choose to be upset about. Damn, that's good. All right, Bradley. Worst advice ever given. Don't eat yellow snow. <laughs> Wait, that's, that, that sounds, sounds like good, good advice, bro. <laughs> You're going to go eat that stuff, but dude? But if it's a lemon-lime snow cone, it's okay. Oh, my goodness. You know, if it's a lemon-lime snow cone. If it's lemon-lime, it's green. Worst advice, cut <laughs> Worst advice, cut everyone who wrongs you out of your life. That's the worst advice ever. Okay. That's the worst advice ever. Right. Okay. Cut, cut everyone who wrongs Somebody told me, cut everyone who wrongs you out of your life, and that's not good. All right. Bradley, if your life was summed up in a motto, what would it be? your life motto don't eat yellow snow uh <laughs> i don't know uh to live as christ to die is gain there we go galatians five twenty two. to live as christ to die is gain that's my that's my motto jb your greatest strength my greatest strength man i gotta ask these kind of questions bro uh my greatest my greatest strength is to um is is, is to help other people yeah i would say that all right, let's flip it. What's your greatest, or what's your, uh, yeah, your greatest weakness? Uh, I'm a, is myself. God, he's in touch Expand. with that shit. That, that's good. That, that means uh, he has so much like self awareness that he actually yeah, knows. Yeah, I'm extremely self aware. I'm an, yes. I'm an incredibly overthinker. Yes. Um, my brain will immediately go to every single bad scenario, run every single thing through that before I ever come back around and rationalize. Let's go. That that's a hundred percent true. And a lot of times I'm like, stop, stop, stop. 
And I'm like, you got, I'm like, you got to let me go through this because yeah. you got to let me process everything bad that could Freaking potentially happen because if I is. can't get mentally ready for everything yeah. that could potentially bad happen, then there's no way that I can make sure that I can work it around so that I so that those things don't happen. That's, That's true. That's, That's awesome. Uh, B-Rad, what's one piece of wisdom you want uh, to instill in Justin? <sighs> who, who you were yesterday is not who you are today and who you're going to be in the future is nowhere near who you are today. Mm. Oh, you're going to make me hug you after this. God damn. Uh, just, what it um, is. Uh, just don't make eye contact. <laughs> JB, <laughs> which Jake's better looking? Jake Morrow. Yes, oh, God, I knew you're my favorite. I mean, but yeah. I, w- I will say this, though. In the sunlight, when the sun hits that ginger beard just right... <laughs> I yeah, always dude. think that maybe he's sitting on a pot of gold. Oh, I'm sitting on a pot of gold. Oh, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> my toilet is gold. It's fat. P-H-A-T. That's his gold pot. That's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that's that's pretty, so great. That, that's pretty awesome. That's great, Ooh, dude. B-Rad, rapid question. Um, if you're, uh, um, yeah, I'll ask this question just because oh, uh, I think it's, uh, out of the three other gentlemen at this table, which one would you let date your daughter? <laughs> which daughter? I'll let you Because oh, Savannah gosh. would eat all three of our lunches, that? bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she would. She would. Mara's out. Mara's out. Four. Mara's out. Mara's out. JB's out because he's married too. And if we were single, if you were single, if there were no Jake circumstances, Brown. if there were no I circumstances, I know Jake Brown the most, and I think Jake Brown would be like, you know, this is. This is Bradley's daughter, and there's no way I can screw this up because Bradley will kill me. And you understand that be the truth. You, ha- you, know, you have so. a gimme. I could take you. Off. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's my that's my thought. See, that's why he wouldn't pick me because I'd be like, "Come out here in your front lawn and fight me, fool!" I want to do this one. All right, go ahead, oh, Bradley. If you could get rid of one U.S. state. Which one would it be, and why California? <laughs> <laughs> California, bro, goodbye. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares, Gavin Newsom, you freaking communist. No, nobody cares about that. Oh, stupid now state. we're getting started. Oh, it's, God, it we sucks because yeah, that's a beautiful it's state. A, it is a gorgeous state, but it's so so much of a, like a, a the heaping politics bio, kill it, yeah. A heaping just pile of dung right now because of that freaking well, administration. It depends where yeah. you go. If you if you go to Skid Row, then yeah, there's lots of dung. If you go to San Francisco, if you go to like the Venice Beach, dude, I've heard everything. Everyone's it's like, it's horrible. It's yeah, bad in dude. Phoenix. Oh yeah, it's bad here too, yeah. yeah Thinking yeah. showers out of my fountain in the front. <laughs> Dude, what's that happened to somebody in our in our water I fountain? Be oh yeah, always, bro. I, yeah, I wouldn't dude. be surprised. All right, a couple questions left. JB, uh, if you couldn't work in the uh, cigar industry for whatever reason, what industry would you go to? Uh, I'd be coaching, easy. Yeah. Basketball, I'd be coaching uh, basketball. I, I, basketball for sp- specifically, but like, dude, I, I've even been thinking further ahead. Like, I could even do motivational speaking, bro. You could. You could. You got a little bit of that in you, bro. Like, it, I, I could be a life coach. I could. You know, there's a lot of things under coaching. Like, that's a big umbrella. So I think I could I could coach easily. Oh yeah, cool. All right, two questions left. B Rad, <laughs> I don't know if you're ready for this one. I, I'm probably but not. Are you a ten with fives or five with tens? Am I what? <laughs> he's a are five. You a ten he's, with he's fives with or tens. five with tens? I don't understand the question. Am I Dude. a ten with fives? Am I a five with tens? Nobody understands that question. I don't understand the question. So are you the hot girl in the room with the uh, ugly people around you? Or are you the ugly person with hot girls around you? I'm the only person that's got a great attitude, and that's why I got married a wife. I've that's got way a above great my personality. <laughs> exactly. 
That's He's got a big heart. I got a big heart. It's yeah. not a big personality. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. It's yeah. All right. My last question, JB. What's one of your biggest fears? Mm. It doesn't have to be life. It can be business. One one of my biggest fears is is uh, is is leaving this planet without making an impact where people. So like your your name and your legacy is the only thing you get to leave on this planet, right? When you die, people mourn you for a short time and then you're gone. People mm-hmm. don't remember you anymore, right? Um, my, my biggest fear is that I will not impact people enough to remember me for years and years and years after I'm gone. Right. So I had, I had this conversation with my wife the other day. Right. So it was, it, it, it it had a little bit to do with like, it was kind of me being a little bit, um, a little bit overstepping to be honest. Um, and it was around, uh, us having kids. My wife's been kind of on the fence about that. And I, that's been one of the few things that I've known I've wanted to be since, since I was like eight years old. It was, was a dad. So, um, I, I was a little bit, uh, a little bit over the line in the way that we were having this conversation, but I kind of hit her with the like of like, like, I want to leave something on this planet. And I was like, until I got to, to work at zeal and until the YouTube videos, until the podcast, like that stuff can live on forever now. Right. Like, this can live on forever. People can yeah. listen to this for years and years and years. Oh, yeah. Right. So, until recently, I never really felt like I was making an impact on people's lives or the world enough to that they would remember me. Right. And like that sounds kind of conceited. Right. Like I want people to remember me when I'm gone, but I want people to remember me for what I did for them, not for what I did, yeah. what I did for them, not for like my accomplishments or the books that I did or the the um, records I've set or the books I've sold or the or the. the I want to be known for the lives that I've touched, and I want somebody to stand over my casket one day and go, "Thank you." So there's a uh, a dovetail on this, and we can we can end on this. The older I get, I think I'm the oldest cat at the table, 48, and you guys are 30 somethings. Um, <laughs> I used to think to myself, "I know exactly who's going to carry my casket. I know who's going to who's going to be carrying my casket." Um, I, I think uh, to have people battle to carry your casket is a good thing. Mm. To have people battle to carry your casket, to have guys go, no, 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 I knew Bradley, or no, no, I knew Bradley, no, you didn't know Bradley, and that kind of thing. I think that's a good thing because it shows you kind of impact there was. And there was a guy who recently died um, that I knew that had a great impact on people, and the men were battling to carry his casket. And uh, like, what an honor! Like, like, right. could you imagine? Like, right. <clears throat> I'm gonna get choked up thinking about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could you imagine being his wife? Yes, and standing yeah. out there and seeing the respect that people are giving to that man. It, it not not only that, but they had the the guys who won the right to carry the casket. There were six of them. The guys who won the right to carry the casket. All the men that did not win the right to carry the casket put one hand on each other and followed mm. in unison. It was three hundred deep. Jeez, what three hundred men carrying the casket deep? So when you think about things I'll be like happy that, if there's five. Right. You know what I mean, bro? Uh, well, absolutely. I'd be happy to have one person be able to carry my casket. You know, so I mean. <laughs> well, one like, person can't carry yours, bro. You need Brian, Brian Shaw, Eddie Hall, you know, four on one side. The you know, Rock. But yeah, yeah. The, We're going to put but, this thing on casters. Yeah. But I, I think that that's one of those things that, like, when you, when you make an impact on people's lives and they remember that, like, it's the – there are people that when they die – I will, I will be honored to go back and be at their funeral. There'll be a few people that die that I'll be honored to carry their casket, you know, and to know that that person made that kind of impact in your life to say that, 
that that is my friend, that is my mentor, that is a guy that I learned more about in life that really impacted people than anything else. I think that is something that leaves legacy and that is other things for other men to follow and be better men than the one that I was when I was here on this earth. See, and that's huge. And, and you've actually said this uh, at one of our guys' night on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, 30 years old, you don't think about that kind of stuff, right? You don't think about right. the end of the road. You think about what you're doing now. And ever right. since you've said that, that's actually been something that has stuck with me. You, you've taught me a lot over the, mm-hmm. the you know, couple of years. But once you told me that, you, you, you start to think about, like, what you want to leave as a man, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's something that, like, like I said, once you said it that night, that's stuck with me ever since that day. And, mm-hmm. and it's something that you want to strive for. I, I mean, mm-hmm. that's that, yeah, that's like, huge. Like, I had this thought one time. Right. And we can we can end on this here in a minute. But like I had this thought one time and it was you, you have your high school reunions. Right. Usually it's like 20 years, 50 years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Let's say you pass away before your 50th school reunion. Right. And this is a little petty, but like I had this I had this I had a, a very vivid dream and I'm a, I'm a lucid dreamer. So I can actually go into my dreams and I can I can dictate the outcomes and I can I can live inside the dreams and I can come out of the dreams. Right. It's very unique. If you look up lucid dreaming, if you don't understand it. So in this dream, I went to this this reunion, um, kind of very much like uh, Christmas Carol style. Nobody could see me, but I could hear everything that everybody was saying. And one of the things that I thought about was like, when you when, when you go to your fiftieth anniversary, you know, when, when when people that you've been around your whole life, like you think about your high school reunion and you think about the things that people would say to you in high school, right? I don't really care about what those people think 50 years from now. They're not a part of my life. However, the, 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 the thought that they had of me in high school sat with me really heavy in that dream. And what it made me think is, is, is it really made me think about who I wanted to become as a person. Mm. So what that got me thinking was, is if, if that was the person that I was, and that's potentially the way that I could be remembered, then what can I do to make sure that they know that that's not the person that I am now, even though they're not a part of my life. Mm. And even if I never ever am a part of their life again, I hope at least two or three people show up at that one day. If I did pass before that and they show up and they go, man, it's sad. Justin's not here today, man. He really ended up doing some good stuff for people. Mm. Not that I was a bad person growing up, but like Mm -hmm. you really, you really want people to have, um, you know, when you leave your name, like when, when I think about the name Reith, I think about the name Burnett, I think about the name Morrow, I think about the name Brown. Like, what's that look like in 10 years from now? What's that mm-hmm. look like in 20 years from now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that look like in 30 years? What's that look like when you're gone? Is there still a Brown? Is there still mm-hmm. a Morrow? Mm-hmm. Or is the next Morrow running the next business that you guys are doing? Is the next Reith running a family business? Is he is he carrying on the legacy of, you know, does he, you know, get a calling to God and become a pastor mm-hmm. too? Like, what does that next chapter look like? And if you're not thinking about that, then you're not thinking about who you are now. And if you don't, if you don't realize like who you were in the past to want to change that, you can't get any better. Mm. So like for me, it was like when I had that dream, my first thought was, okay, how could I make a big enough impact to where maybe two of those people get impacted enough that they would want to share that later? Uh, That's really, that's really long and like weird, but like, yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, you know, we get you, bro. Well, we're going to close out the podcast now because we have two <laughs> different podcasts to close out. We have a cross podcast, the first time in ever Cut Life, pod, 
Cut Light Smoke podcast history, we've had the yucky guys on. So we have a, a yucky podcast going across here. They've been doing some rapid fire stuff. Their questions were way better than ours. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to just, you know, I'm, I'm trying to deal with shame and not being prepared and all those things no, that come no, along no. with it. This is great. You, you've added a ton of value. <laughs> and, know, and that's but, all we've ever wanted to do is right, right, bring value right. to somebody outside, Absolutely. Of, yeah, Absolutely. outside of what we can do. That's so. one thing our, our podcast verily do share is that both of our podcasts exist to add value to the listeners' lives that come there. So if you've listened to the Yucky Podcast or listened to Cut Light and Smoke Podcast, Thank you guys so very much for making sure that we go ahead and, and uh, add, continue to add va- value to everyone's life that's in it. So uh, for the Yucky Podcast and for the Cut Light and Smoke Podcast, Yucky Podcast, guys, go ahead and do your sign-off. It's been real. It's been fun. But it's been really fun. We don't really have a sign-off yet. We're still new. You know, okay, okay. Well, for the Cut Light and Podcast, <laughs> uh, I, I have a sign-off that deals with an email. So Cut Light Smoke Podcast, all at gmail.com, something like that. And I'm out of here like last year. Peace. See you, everybody.